This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. That's on the week where we turn our attention to the United States. And of course, making the headlines front and center, the U.S. warning of a possible Russian invasion at any time. Uh, The U.S. also announced that they'll be hosting the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation meeting in 2023, plus top-secret documents uh, being found in former U.S. President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. Let's find out more from Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor at McLarty Associates. Steve, good morning. Happy Super Bowl Monday. All right, 7.30 a.m., the Cincinnati uh, against the Los Angeles Rams. This is Super Bowl 56. What's happening right now, though? I mean, I know you're having a bit of a watch watch party, right? Yeah, well, well, you know, the the buffalo wings and the chili and the nachos and the beer are all getting ready to come out. I want to leave this place and join (laughs) you. No, but there's a 5% limit, so. Uh, Yes, hello. Please stay here and do your work, (laughs) Elliot. My mother talking to me. <laughs> God. Yes, indeed. I have. I, I'm channeling her at uh, every turn. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, sure. <laughs> also, guys, don't forget it's Valentine's Day, so do pay some attention to that side of the equation as well today. Yeah. Well, not when this, not when it clashes with the Super Bowl. We got precedent. So, oh, who are you, who are you supporting on this one, man? <laughs> Well, you know, you know, my my team is the Chicago Bears, so they're, they're so I'm just I'm watching I'm watching like all Americans having fun and, and rooting for a good game. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something not so fun. Unfortunately, the United States urging their citizens, uh, the allies as well, urging their citizens to leave the Ukraine right away to avoid a Russian invasion, um, maybe even a possible air assault at any time. There's been a lot of developments over the weekend, but what have you been observing from all of this? Well, I mean, look, one of two things is happening. You know, either this is going to be, as President Biden said, the the largest invasion of Europe since World War II, or or Putin is has some type of feint going on for propaganda reasons. You know, and so hopefully it's 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 Putin trying to to you know raise his profile to bring himself closer to China to try and get some type of concessions on uh, economics and and NATO out of out of the West, but. Let's hope it's just that. And it isn't going to be all of those deaths that could possibly occur if Russia invades. How effective do you expect Putin's brinkmanship to be, really? Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it, it can get a little bit out of it, maybe, to, to try and try and frame the debate a little bit better in terms of, you know, getting that Russian natu- natu- natural gas into, uh, into Europe. And, and he may get some benefits out of this because he now may be getting, you know, a pipeline going into China and, and being able to diversify a bit his the much needed uh, finances that his country needs because he's done such an awful, awful job with the economy. So but 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 to do it like this is, is going to hurt him long term. No question. Yeah, definitely something that we're going to pay close attention to. Uh, next issue, Steve, uh, the United States hosting the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation in 2023. That's a move which recognizes the large and dynamic market of Southeast Asia and its importance to America. How does this affect Singapore, obviously? Well, you know, I remember that when, when Singapore hosted APEC in 2009 and I got to hang out with uh, Jack Ma and Jet Li. So nice. I have very fond memories of APEC. Hmm. Uh, what Singapore hosted. And look, it, 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 what this will do is it, it's going to help the U.S. as it develops this Indo-Pacific strategy. And it's going to help. And, and that strategy is said, the U.S. has explicitly said, we need to strengthen our relationships with leading regional partners, um, included Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore, and Vietnam explicitly on that list. It's going to 
force the U.S. to come up with some concrete actions to take as it develops its new approaches to trade and, and economic integration. So hopefully there's going to be a lot of upside to Singapore because in government, you know, we call these action-forcing events. You're going to have to do something. And so hopefully this is going to force the U.S. to do more than just talk about strategy but actually execute on a strategy to Singapore's benefit. Now, something else making headlines, and I'm sure this comes as no surprise, Steve, Donald Trump. He's at it again. And uh, this was discovered by the National Archives and Records Administration. Some of the White House documents that he improperly took to his Mar-a-Lago residence were clearly marked classified, including documents at the top secret level. How would the existence of these classified documents really intensify the legal pressure that it could face, if at all? Uh, To what extent is it possible that he gave himself authorization to declassify these documents when he was president? (laughs) That isn't completely inconceivable, is it? Nothing is inconceivable or surprising <laughs> when it comes to Donald Trump. I mean, look, I mean, look, there's clear violation of, of, of the law. I mean, when I when I entered the government, you know, one of the very first briefings I was given by the ethics officer was like, look, the notes you take, they're not your notes. They're the United States notes. You are, you are paid by the people of the United States. What you do is for them. And you don't own any of this. It is all property of the United States government. And if, if I get a briefing, like that as a, as a, you know, as a lawyer at the Department of Transportation. Imagine what gets told to the president of the United States. So those are not his. Those records are the government, they're the peoples of the United States, and he took them to Mar-a-Lago. He should have never done it. Now, the fact that you throw on that there's classified information in what he took with him makes it an even more serious crime. But the problem is, it's very complicated for a prosecutor to show that, that to get a jury to convict him because Trump could say, well, I didn't know it. Somebody packed up the box for me. I declassified the material. So even though I wasn't supposed to have the material, which is which is a penalty, but then classified materials worse penalty. And he says, well, I declassified it when I was president. Now, he's not allowed to declassify when he's not president. He loses that power. But boy, it's it just shows that he never thought of, he, he thought of this position as being for himself and how he could enrich himself and that the rules didn't apply to him. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Very difficult to prove beyond reasonable doubt on this one, but uh, talking about doubt... <laughs> This news came out last week, caught my attention. Donald Trump telling his associates that he remained in contact with North Korea's uh, leader Kim Jong-un since he left the the White House. So obviously that's raised tensions. There were some recent North Korean missile tests. I mean, uh, to what extent do you think this claim is actually true? Plus, you know, could it compromise the U.S.'s interests when it comes to trying to uh, get uh, North Korea to have complete denuclearization that's that's been a talk that's going on for years well remember in 2018 elliot remember trump said that he and mr kim fell in love i know so this could just be involved (laughs) this could be a continuation of the exchange of love letters right i mean so so of course it'd be you know i i've stopped using the word uh, incredible when it comes to Donald Trump, because anything he does is credible. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not unbelievable. It would be, of course, totally unprecedented to have a a former president exchanging letters with with a person of of uh, the a member of the axis of evil, as George W. Bush, you know, when he was president, called called 
called North Korea. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it shouldn't be happening. Um, but and, and there's no proof that it happens. It's something that, you know, Donald Trump might just be saying. Um, but, yeah, it, it certainly would not be helping stabilizing the, the North Korea standing in the world if, if North Korea thinks that they have a backdoor uh, into the United States, especially if they think Trump's going to be president again in 2024. Steve, I'd also like to talk about the current president, uh, (laughs) Joe Biden's (laughs) pledge to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. This is coming under fire from Republicans even before he's unveiled his pick. Tell us more about why the Republicans are reacting so negatively to this at this point. Well, let's say uh, uh, maybe why is Biden doing what he's doing, right? The, The country is 246 years old. We've had 115 Supreme Court justices over over that period. Zero have been black women. And it is absolutely and utterly ridiculous to say that there has never been a qualified black woman for the role. And now for Joe Biden to say a person's lived experiences is what helps them make a institution better. And it is important to have a a, a black woman on the Supreme Court is something that is extraordinarily hard to argue against. And so you you have some Republicans, let's say not all Republicans, but certainly some Republicans who said, I want to see who he nominates. And and I could certainly support that woman. You have, you know, senators from South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, who have who have all said that. So there should be some Republican votes for who, who Biden will nominate. But, you know, look, they're playing politics to their base. There's there's a you know, obviously there's a lot of racism remains. It's always been and, and continues to remain in the U.S. It's good politics to play to white grievance if you are in a majority district that remains a, a white majority district and, and, and you and it's very conservative and so it plays to your base, you raise money off it. But it's absolutely it's, it's disingenuous and it's 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 outright, you know, it's wrong to say that that uh, what Joe Biden is doing is is not proper or any different than what any ju- any president has done in the past. We've been speaking with Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McLarty Associates. Uh, Steve, as always, we appreciate your time. You take care and stay safe, yeah? The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.